thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to Speak Up and Engage, bringing next generation health, wellness, inspiration and empowerment to the youth of today. A spectacular collaboration between the Sunshine Coast Council and spirithive.org. Hey, I'm Nicola Dickman. I'm Erica Clare. And I'm Toby Vandenberger. And thank you for joining us for this episode. So today we are going to be diving in to our podcast host, Nicola. So Nicola, we are keen to hear all of the hot goss and what makes you you? <laughs> Such hot goss? Well, I don't know. I guess I'll start from the start, shall I? Yeah, absolutely. Straight from birth. <laughs> Straight from birth. Well, I was born and raised on a farm um, in a country town in rural Queens, Queensland. Um, we had quite a large farm. We farmed mainly watermelons, um, but you know, my dad, my dad really loved to try his hand at everything. So he had cattle, he tried onion, garlic, you know, anything you can imagine. He wow. was like, right, I'm growing it. Um, <laughs> I had four siblings. I got two brothers and two sisters. My sisters are actually twins. But they are fraternal. They look nothing alike. They're like yin and yang. (laughs) Um, And, yeah, but I had a really fun childhood. You know, growing up on the farm, I honestly think it's one of the best ways that you could grow up. Um, Such Mm. good experience. You know, you learn so many life skills. Um, Yeah, I'm just so grateful. Some of my favorite things to do on the farm were – you know, like riding motorbikes. I rode horses from when I was super young until I was about 17. Um, I had, you know, we had like bush bashing cars. We would go on little bush adventures in. What? Where uh, was my invite? <laughs> I'm sorry. Look, if I knew you then, <laughs> you would have totally been invited. Absolutely. Yeah, but I guess overall I was a pretty happy, loving kid. You know, my I always strive to make people laugh. Um, I was such an entertainer like even from when I was two years old I would always be acting and singing like my siblings would have the camera on me making me do weird (laughs) stuff um as they do yeah literally and And then that's all gonna come out like later very soon (laughs) yeah Uh, I'm gonna burn those tapes when I get home (laughs) um and I guess that sort of developed as I got older into a passion for music um and sort of performing in that sense But as I got older, um, mainly in grade six and seven, that's sort of where it started, I started to have a bit of trouble. Um, It was pretty tame to start with, like now that I look back. But yeah, grade grade six and seven was my sort of first taste of like bullying and how cruel kids can be, um, which was really surprising to me because, you know, like I said, I was so happy and I just didn't want to hurt anyone. Yeah. Um, And then as I got into high school, it really went downhill. Um, I was always quite good at school. I really enjoyed it. I got good grades. But up until, um, sorry, when I started grade nine, um, that was sort of the hardest year for me. It was also the year that we sort of all got Facebook. And so cyberbullying really became prominent. yeah, did you find that was the biggest, like, more cyberbullying or more face-to-face? Like, um, it Cyberbullying really can get you um, because, you know, 
it's you're looking at it all the time when you're at home, especially when you're a kid. And if it is, if if you are having negative feedback, you're constantly looking at it, freaking out, wondering if there's going to be another comment or more people talking. Yeah. Um, I definitely did face, you know, face to face bullying um, while I was at school, which was hard, and and it was also hard too because, like I said, I was 14 when it started, and it was all older kids. They were all so grade 10s, 11s, and 12s were all. Um, sort of spreading rumors it was it was like a giant game of chinese whispers i know that i i'm not perfect and i did some little mistakes but from what they made it out to be was completely untrue you know and the more that people were told the bigger the story got yeah and it was so hard i just the more the 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 more people knew the more hated i became and the more alone that i felt you know I I really started slipping um, at the end of grade nine and grade ten. Um, my grades were dropping, and I was always like a A B student. Um, and because my grades were dropping for no apparent reason, I was also then having issues with teachers. So I was having issues in the playground on Facebook. You know, school wasn't a safe place for me. And then because I was going through so much heartache, I just I really I hated myself and I fell into this deep depression and I just completely closed myself off from my family, um, mainly my parents because when I got to that age, um, when I was 14, 15, all my older siblings had already moved out of home. They're quite older than me. They're six, eight and ten years older. So I was basically like an only child and I really only had my parents to lean on. Um, but... I felt like I couldn't. I didn't have that trust in them. I, Looking back, I don't understand why, but at the time I just didn't. The last thing I was going to do was tell my parents what was going on. So I just locked myself in my room with my thoughts to just be sad. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, definitely suffered in silence. But not only was I suffering mentally, but my depression and anxiety stopped me from even being able to eat at some points. It got so bad. I like the thought of food just turned me off. I was living on like flavored milks and the odd like sausage roll if I could force down some food. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why I'm so inspired to be on this health journey that I'm on right now because I know where I've come from and I was like the most unhealthy kid. Yeah, it's um, such a big motivator as well. Totally. that flip. That's yeah. it. And that's why I think, you know, if I can do it, Anyone can do it, Mm. you know. No one had food addictions like I did. Like, all I ate was processed food and chocolate and, like, the odd, you know, maybe a bit of carrot. (laughs) I liked carrot, you know. So, yeah, I definitely feel like if you want to make a change, um, you can. So, obviously, like I said, my – I was – so, like I said, I was really putting my body on the line. Um, Mm. I wasn't eating right. And so not only was my mental state suffering, but my body was too, even if you couldn't tell on the outside. As you know, I was a sporty kid. Um, yeah. No one would really know. So as I was going through the years, um, I just was sort of floating by. Um, and it got to grade 12. I I actually did make it to grade 12, but I only got into term two and I felt like I just couldn't finish it. I I didn't see me graduating high school, so I thought I would pack up, get out of my hometown, 
and I moved to the Northern Territory with my sister. She was up there managing a watermelon farm up there. So I went. Mums in the family. Yeah. (laughs) Farmers through and through. Um, So I moved up there to work on this watermelon farm. Um, I was 16. I turned 17 on the farm and that was one of the best experiences. It just was that bit of freedom um, that I really needed to get me out of the headspace that I was in. So I was up there for about four months and uh, when I came home, we, sorry, while I was in the territory, my parents, um, the farm, we we had a few hard years. And while I was up in the territory, we actually lost the farm. The receivers took over and my parents had to move into town. Um, yeah. That we, been tough. It was pretty tough. Um, especially, you know, that was all we had and all we knew. That was my dad's life and, and my mom's life as well. So, yeah. so not only you were suffering, the family was now suffering too. That would have made such a, you know, pretty dark environment. Yeah, totally. And I guess that was something that all of us kids had to lean back on. Mm-hmm. If we were ever struggling, we'd come back to the farm and and um, work there to earn a bit of money. Yeah. But so after they'd moved into town, um, I was – and I'd gotten back into my hometown after the Northern Territory, mm-hmm. and I just kept spiralling. I was going down a really bad path, and I was just in a horrible crowd. I was in a bad crowd with bad hobbies, trying to numb the void that I had inside myself, and I was even abusing substances. Um, not as serious as what – it nothing. It was nothing too serious, um, but still, I was not in my right headspace, and I just know that I'm so grateful that I got out of there. So, at the end of 2014, um, my mum just had come over to the Sunshine Coast and did the Awaken the Change um, little retreat with Kim, Karen, and Cindy, and so she'd just gotten back, and my dad also arrived home from a health retreat, and he decided that he wanted to he decided that he wanted to get a divorce. Um, It was a pretty big shock. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, we just lost everything and then I think they just felt like they couldn't hold the relationship together anymore. Mm. The farm sort of held it together. So because mum, obviously it broke her heart, but because she had just gotten back from Awake in the Change, she was going to move to the Sunshine Coast and, you know, start a new life, start afresh. And at the time... Obviously, I was struggling and I didn't have a license either and I didn't know where I was going to live and I definitely didn't want to stay where I was. So I moved to the coast with my mum and it was just life sa- life-changing life to say the least. It was definitely scary when I moved to the coast, you know, yeah, leaving. That would have – it would have been crazy. Like what happened from there, moving to the coast would have been such a big change, was it? Good change, bad change, like what happened from there? Well, at the start, I was pretty excited. Um, I was keen to just be able to recreate myself and to become the person that I really wanted to be. You know, I had so many dreams and and passion, but I was just struggling and I just didn't have – I wasn't in the environment to thrive where I was. Yep. So I felt like the Sunshine Coast was, you know, a new opportunity. Um but since moving to the Sunshine Coast, it definitely took me a while to warm up. It was hard to find a job at start. Um, took a few months, I think three months until I found a job. After about six months of living at the coast, I finally felt like I found my feet. Um, I got a job at Cafe Nurture 
And that is where I made some of my first friends and some of my closest friends. And that in itself was life-changing for me. Um, Not only was it a beautiful environment to work in, but they had so much to offer. Um, So something that helped me sort of get out of the headspace that I was in was the therapies that they had on offer. So in Coastal Wellbeing, there was two therapists. There was uh, Kay and Songi. They are energy healers. Um, So what energy healing is, is basically a way to positively influence the body's health by working with its energy fields. Oh, that's so interesting. Is there? Yeah. Yeah. What more is there? Well, we have 12 major meridians or pathways of energy in the body. So energy healing actually taps into the energy fields within you to work directly with the physical, emotional and spiritual aspects of your being. So how that helped me was to not only talk vocally about what I was going through, but the the healer could actually tap into the energy that I was feeling and help me release it because sometimes it's hard to get it off your chest yeah. simply by talking. So that definitely helped me a lot. It's so interesting. So was that where you like developed your passion to be vegan? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was vegetarian for maybe two months before I uh, got a job at Nurture, but with the help of some beautiful friends that I met there and being able to just understand how good you can eat um, being vegan, so that definitely helped me transition. Yeah, what what else inspired you to go vegan? Um, well, other than the other than Cafe Nurture and some friends that I had that were vegan, I started to look into the documentaries that I knew were out there. Um, the first one I watched was Cowspiracy, and honestly, I couldn't get through half the movie. I was eighteen, and I just had an absolute mental breakdown because I couldn't understand why we were letting stuff like that happen you know if Mm. if something's so bad for the environment and bad for our health then why are we still doing it or doing it in the way that we're doing it there's obviously a sustainable way to do everything but what we're doing right now is not sustainable so me being this little 18 year old fresh out in the world i just had my whole world rocked and i was like how how is this allowed like the government and everyone they're meant to be protecting us yet they're really not no it's all about money yeah exactly Mm. so how how was being vegan is that because a lot of people have this idea that it's expensive you know to have organic produce but yeah you know really because i know from experience as well it's really not but you know have you got any tips on that totally well for me like going vegan just changed my life as well um Mm. so many life-changing experiences since being at the coast (laughs) but seriously it it did change my life like i said i went from eating horrible food processed food chocolate especially to thriving on the abundance of fruits and vegetables that we have to offer and i could just notice how i felt you know my skin was glowing and i just had energy and i just had this all new perspective on life and not only that but compassion for not only my fellow human beings but for all the creatures on the earth because I believe we all have a space here and yeah. we all have a right to live and to coexist in this beautiful planet. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. And can I just say your skin is glowing. Oh, stop it. <laughs> um, 
So did you quit at cold turkey? Definitely not. Um, I know a lot of people have and good on you if you do. But like I said, I went vegetarian first and then Mm. I wasn't really eating milk or eggs, but it was cheese. And that's what everyone will say. (laughs) And cheese, like, it's funny because no one can give up cheese and it's actually just as addictive as cheese is actually just as addictive as cocaine and sugar, in fact. So they light up the same sections of the brain as a drug-addicted human or or rat. Um, Yeah. Yeah, so that was definitely the hardest thing to give up. But I learned to just wean myself off of it. And I would only have it on things like, you know, pizza and all of that. And I, I realized I had to just give it up completely for my taste buds to be able to evolve and to change. And then after a few months of not having any animal products, my taste buds really matured and I found I craved healthier foods, you know, yeah. and not as much fatty foods and not as much sugar. That's so true. That is absolutely so true. And the vibrations from the food, like that high vibe food kept me on that. Absolutely. Mm. Like that's that's one of the ways that I was able to overcome so many of my traumas is because when I stopped consuming death and suffering and I was consuming living foods, high vibrational foods, I found that my thoughts were more clear mm. um, and I I could retrain my brain easier i wasn't having as many negative thoughts or i just more had a a passion and enthusiasm because i felt like i was really making a difference and i had more purpose in my life you know yeah absolutely was there anything else that got you through all the bullying that you were mentioning before um well when i was being bullied in school i i definitely had a passion for music and so Seems I closed myself off from a lot of the people that I knew. I really, I fell back into that and I just threw myself into playing guitar and singing and and writing songs. And I found that the more I expressed how I was feeling on paper, the better I felt, or at Mm. least the more clear I felt. Like, yeah, it still hurt, but I was able to sort of move on and think about other things. Just like knowing what you're feeling. Yeah, Yeah. totally. Mm. And, And to be able to express it in such a flow state, you know, like, Music for me, I just completely forget about everything else. I shut everything else out and it's just a way to connect and to just escape, you know. Yeah. Was that a dream of yours is to play or have you got any, like what are your dreams now? Is it still music? Um, In high school it was definitely to be a musician. I I loved it so much Um, and I could see myself having the potential but as I have grown a as I've grown older and um, since I've moved to the coast, I sort of have fallen away from it. I It wasn't on purpose, and but it, it just sort of happened naturally. And as I grew away from that, I've found more of a passion for health and um, well-being. Yeah. Yeah, because there's, like, so many opportunities on the Sunshine Coast. Like, everywhere yeah. you mm. go, you could go down any street and there'll be there will be a vegan cafe. There will be, like, places that do care about your mental health. Your Totally. Yeah. Especially more now. It's, it's yeah, coming. Yeah. Totally. It's it's like the hub of Australia, I feel. Yeah. It's seriously mm-hmm. the best place to be if you're interested in, like, holistic health. Yes. And, yeah. 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 Instead of going down, like, the traditional route. Yeah, absolutely. Um, What else? So what? <laughs> Hang on. What are some key, key tips? Oh, yeah. So what helped you get Is this okay? Have you got any key tips for our listeners? 
So, are you saying that like vegan is a good option for everyone to go down that path, or is it still optional for us to have our roast on a Sunday? <laughs> Look, I, you can do whatever you want. It's totally up to you. I'm, I'm really not here to force my opinions on anyone. I was an angry vegan for a little while, but I've gotten Ooh, over that. Angry vegan. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that, everyone. <laughs> um, but no, seriously, this is just what I think. This is just what I've found to have helped me the most. And mm. I definitely, I wouldn't have my life any other way, but there's no way that I am forcing this upon anyone. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of people get confused as well. Like any choice and any contribution is a contribution. So, absolutely. You know, a lot of people do meatless Mondays and that's awesome. Like, exactly. That's Baby amazing. steps. Baby steps. Good on you. Yeah. And it's not even like you have to transition in any way, just, you know, being aware of what you are doing and what totally. effect that has is the most important part. Mm. And what you're putting into your body, you know, like if you want to eat meat or eggs or dairy, make sure that those little poor little animals, no, <laughs> make sure that those animals were raised on a nice farm, you know, and mm. eating the correct food because a lot of livestock, for example, are fed GMO grains. Yeah. For one, grains is not their natural diet. They're meant to eat grass. That's how they're designed. That's what they're designed to eat. Mm. So when they are fed grains, especially genetically modified grains, it messes with their whole system. And then so that meat that you're eating is not of a very high quality. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, you, you are what you eat. And if you're going to eat something Try and make it the best quality that you can. That No, that is absolutely an awesome takeaway for our listeners. Do you have any others that you could give to them? On being vegan? Just in general. Anything from your life story? Let's Actually, let's jump to the bullying. Like, what really got you through that? How did you overcome it? And Well, I guess looking back on it now, um, there's definitely a few things I would have done differently. Um, and I guess, like, from the kids' point of view, just please keep a good relationship with your parents, you know, confide in them, trust them. And if you've done something wrong, come clean so that you can get the help that you really need, you know. And they can help you more than anyone else. Exactly. There. And, you know, if you're feeling like you can't trust them, maybe this is a little message for the parents you have to really work hard and maintain a close relationship with your kids and get their trust from a young yeah. age. I know that is sort of what I was lacking. I didn't have that trust or I was scared. Yeah. And so what I wish I could um, – what I wish for anyone listening to this is if, you know, if you are starting a family or if you've got young kids, raise them like they're – little humans you know they have a mind they can think for their own and i just i feel like using fear as an authority tactic mm. is what really damages some people they, we shouldn't be afraid of our parents you know yeah. we want them to love us and we love them i think that's a major part like when kids want to go to their parents and they need someone to tell yeah they're worried about the reaction of mm. their parents like exactly they if they can trust that the reaction of their parents will be a positive rather than a negative then that will just that will help us so much. Totally. And, like, I guess nine times out of ten, if you do go to your parents with something and maybe you've done something slightly wrong but it's really backfired and you're in heaps of trouble, they're more going to be glad that you told them so that they can help you than angry about what you did in the first place, you know? Mm. 
All right, so that... Okay, hang on, hang on. I guess that's sort of it for what I would say um, on the bullying subject. I mean, if there was a really good answer, everyone would be doing it and we wouldn't be struggling like we are. Exactly. Exactly. So you just got to do your best, I suppose, and just seek help. That's number one. Seek help. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. And what about overcoming your Mm. depression, anxiety? Well, like I sort of said before, um, getting the energy healing definitely helped. Seeking professional help, someone to talk to and confide in. Um, Also, going vegan, going plant-based, changing my perspective on life. And then I guess the third bit was just getting a faith. I grew up and, like, everyone in my town was sort of religious but not really. But for me, I just never believed in it. Um, It just wasn't for me. I just don't know why. I just didn't resonate with it. But since moving to the coast, I found spirituality and I, I began to understand that there is a greater power and there is a greater good and, you know, Everything does happen for a reason. If you don't understand it at the time, like just have faith because I I wouldn't take back anything that happened. Yeah. Um, yeah. Everything I went through has made me who I am today. And if I didn't have those experiences, you know, I wouldn't be here with you guys now talking about this and spreading this awareness. Um, and yeah. ins- You'd probably um, still be stuffing your face full of those exactly. chocolate milks. Huh? Exactly, chocolate milk. Uh, yeah, seriously, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have it any other other way, and I wouldn't have found my passion um, if all of those steps didn't happen. Hard times create resilience; um, they create strength, and they give you a voice. So don't be afraid to struggle, um, because at the there is a light at the end of the tunnel. You know, a new day is on the rise. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for sharing that with us and even our listeners as well. Thanks so much. It's been amazing. No, and it's awesome to have you on the podcast. I'm sure you're going to share so much more knowledge down the track and especially that you have your health, what am I calling it? Health coaching certificate. And especially now that you have your health coaching certificate coming up very soon, that's going to be, you know, my personal health coach right here. (laughs) I got you. Yeah, 2019 is definitely going to be the year. Absolutely looking forward to it. (laughs) So thank you all for joining in today and I'll catch you very soon. Happy vibing. Thanks, everyone. Love and blessings. Until next time, don't count the days, but make the days count. You've been listening to Speak Up and Engage, the next generation in wellness. To follow our podcasters, head on over to allthews.facebook.com forward slash speak up engage. You can also go to allthews.thewellnesscouch.com forward slash speak up engage. To find out more about the Sunshine Coast Council, go to allthews.sunshinecoast.qld.gov.au. And to find out more about Spirit Hive and how Spirit Hive is bringing empowerment and inspiration to the youth and the communities local to you, go to spirithive.org. We're going to see you here same time next week. Thanks for tuning in.
This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.